It's 2022, and as we head into year three of this pandemic, Omicron, the latest coronavirus variant of concern, continues to surge. And due to pandemic-related restrictions, digital wallets have become the primary mode of sending and receiving money. Now, because of the large number of overseas Filipino workers, fintech or financial technology plays a key role in financial inclusion in the Philippines. In this B-side episode, Earl Milivo, Country Director of World Remit, talks to Business World reporter Bronte H. Laksamana about the pandemic and the rise of digital financial services. The pandemic has been pushing fintech companies to connect consumers and banks and merchants with other services. So what strides exactly have been made to improve access to financial services, especially in the Philippines? Uh, First off, it has been a great experience doing financial technology in the Philippines, not just uh, World Remit, but uh, the industry as a whole. What do I mean by that? We are seeing a lot of new players, digital players, bank and non-banks, particularly wallet services, entering into the market and also providing a wide array of services from not just signing up accounts, but also offering other forms of financial services, consumer lending, even insurance, actually. So we've come a long way as a market. I think it's primarily because of two things. Number one, obviously, is the support of the government. We've seen probably one of the best regulatory environments in the world, spearheaded by the central bank. They are very much supportive of innovation within the financial technology space because obviously they see the value of financial technology companies offering its services and innovating the industry itself, and obviously for the benefit of the wider consumer. So with this, players, both domestic and international, are actually flourishing in terms of them entering the market, trying to offer innovative services, and particularly the way they support financial inclusion in the country. As you know, probably in the past five years, we've seen the exponential growth of more and more people trying to sign up for digital wallets, trying to avail financial services digitally, whether it's online or by the app, more so by the app. So with all these combined efforts and obviously support from both the private sector and the government, we are only seeing a lot of improvements and also helping obviously the government to reach its goal of higher financial inclusion or more than 50% financial inclusion in the next five years. Now, would you say that the motivation behind this growth is to catch up with other countries or to catch up with the competition, other companies, or is there more to it than that? I think it's not really more of catching up. If you would look at the history of mobile money in the world, we're actually one of the first ones to do it. The two biggest telcos launched first ones in Asia, probably first one in the world to successfully do it. And it's only obviously because of the pandemic that accelerated digital wallets in the country. And I think we're actually one of the leading ones in the world to try to innovate in advance, I'd say, in this space. We're catching up in some of the facets of the digital finance. Obviously, our banks uh, are trying to do their own or strengthen their own digital product offerings or channels. But I think the ones that are really trying to be ahead of the curve, if I would put it, are the digital wallets. So it's not anymore a scenario wherein we're really catching up with other countries. It's more of us actually even trying to pave way for better services. In fact, if we would compare Philippines as a whole, in the region, yes, we've seen insurance available through mobile wallets, but the amount of development that we have done in the past 
three years as an industry, I'd say we're probably ahead of the curve in many of those countries within the region. The most commonly cited example of this growth is mobile payments. But what other developments are there that have really changed the landscape and how have they done it? My favorite example to that are banks going into digital. We all know digital wallets are really paving way for innovations. We've already seen products and services that are linked to e-commerce. But it's only probably in the last three years that banks, particularly digital banks and also digital banking channels, have really improved. Uh, The consumers are benefiting for higher interest rates, particularly for savings accounts, for example. As we all know, traditional bank accounts would only yield less than 1% interest per annum. But now, because of the emergence of digital banks and also the regulatory environment around it, we're now seeing as much as 6%. Annum, which is probably unheard of in the Philippines three, four years ago. So the consumers are benefiting from the fact that, A, we have a very good supportive government, and B, we welcome players, not just domestic ones, offering such beneficial services, I would put it, uh, to the mass market. As for cash remittances, the Banco Central has said that cash remittances coursed through banks rose by 2.4% year-on-year in October. So given the OFW population in the Philippines, how can access be democratized further for more financial inclusion? Actually, it's already happening. Um, Let me break down the responses. First off, history tells us that cash is still king, even until now. So remittances are, it used to be sent cash and also received in cash. I'd say in the last three years, that is not anymore the case. On the send side, companies like World Remit, we digitalized basically sending remittances from abroad to the Philippines. When I say digitalized, there are more players like us who are now able to offer transfers, which are very convenient. At the palm of your hands, 24 by 7, you can send your remittances. It was not the case a few years, even several years ago. But because of digital remittance companies like us, we're now able to facilitate transfers 24 by 7 in most parts of the globe into the Philippines. On the receive side, we are still seeing that cash is still the predominant method of receiving money. However, we are already seeing exponential growth towards receiving money into digital wallets and also into the bank accounts. So you can see that The market is shifting towards digital receive methods. Uh, Again, as I said, due to the emergence of banks, digital banks, and also mobile wallets. So we're already seeing that as an evidence of the industry evolving itself into a more efficient industry. Cash will still be there because, as you know, we have more than 7,000 islands and not everybody has access to internet, not yet, or at least efficient mobile internet at that. But nonetheless, Even in remote parts of the country, we're already seeing people having mobile wallets and also receiving their remittances into their mobile wallet. This obviously boils down to one direction, which is at some point in time, the next three, four or five years, we are seeing more remittances being received in digital payout methods and not just cash. As a whole, I think we are in a very good position. Companies like us and even domestic remittance companies are really paving the way for such positive changes. Now, digital channels are more affordable and accessible, supposedly. But what are the hesitations exactly for Filipinos who haven't shifted to this? And are we supposed to convince them or is the shift in the market going to happen naturally? It's actually already happening. That's my humble opinion. Being in the remittance space for the last 10 years, I've seen the transition. Say five, six years ago, the trust issue was still there. 
because of the pandemic, the need for digital wallets and also bank accounts actually increased significantly. And so we are already seeing in the market, as I said, more and more senders and recipients would like to send and receive their money digitally. Case in point would be the acceleration of digital wallets being the primary mode of receiving remittances. We were the first ones to go on lockdown globally. And just after a month, World Remit was able to basically launch 10 to mobile wallet services. And that includes the big three. And now we're already offering five of them. This is a testament of how the market is shifting. It's not anymore a question of trust. It's more of when it will actually fully happen. So what would you say are the challenges that lie ahead for the goal of financial inclusion, especially in terms of, like you said, digitalized transactions? I think we have to go down to the fundamentals, particularly unique to the Philippines, I'd say, or at least several countries, particularly in the Southeast Asia. I think it's internet penetration, particularly mobile internet penetration. The government support is there. The government's drive to do financial inclusion is there. The industry players are very much supportive and are doing their best to increase financial inclusion in the country. However, it's still a question of when can we provide the best possible internet technology to pave way even for the remote areas? Because urban cities is not anymore a question, really. Or urban areas, rather. But on the rural part, uh, obviously cash is still king. But it will come a point in time wherein I probably pay someone via digital wallets already. Regular consumers like us, I'm sure you're already using wallets in many of your transactions, right? But this wasn't the case a few years ago, right? But now, just load up your wallet and pay for whatever service you have. Obviously, this is not true to all Filipinos. So fundamentally, when we're able to reach remote parts of the country and provide them the internet access necessary for these wallets, digital services to be actually availed, then it will be easier for financial inclusion to go 100% probably. How about cryptocurrency? Because it's a huge topic right now. How do you see the growth of its role in the future of remittances and payments? Uh, foot is ready in the door, I'd say. Remittance companies globally are already considering cryptocurrencies or at least some form of it to be embedded within the systems. The traditional money transfer infrastructures are not anymore as cost-efficient, given the use of blockchain, particularly not just cryptocurrencies, but blockchain in particular, we already see them in many markets that even bulk transfers of funds are now going through blockchain-based money transfer schemes. In the case of World Remit, we are cautiously looking into this because we're a heavily regulated company. So we adhere to the highest standards of compliance to many of the jurisdictions that we operate in, including obviously the Philippines. So similar to how central banks are uh, approaching cryptocurrencies, we're quite cautious about it, but we're already looking into it. I think in one way or another, crypto or particularly blockchain technology will be used in the remittance space. Since the pandemic is largely the reason for the acceleration of the digital shift, how can supporting digital payments and digital financial services aid in pandemic recovery here in the Philippines? First and foremost, you can see that the government aids are now being siphoned through bank accounts, uh, directly to the ATM cards of, of beneficiaries, the poorest of the poor, even into wallets. Those are already reflective of how the government would like things to be done moving forward. Because doing digital finance or using digital financial methods only increases transparencies. As you know, one of the key tenets of digital finance is really transparency and also uh, accountability. 
So as the government tries to shift or drive towards digital finance, digital financial services, and also methods in schemes, it's only a matter of when that this will be implemented 100%. A lot of countries are doing it already. Philippines is, is already doing portion of it. But as I said, cash is still king, but I think we're, we're on the way. Whether it's on the part of banks or companies or anyone in the public or private sector, what should we think about moving forward that people don't usually consider in the realm of digital remittances? It's not really a question of what services there are, because there are a lot of services already in the market. I think it's more of educating the wider audience and the benefits of doing so. It's not any more of the government's approach. Obviously, we're cautious about abuses in the digital financial space. Just like the traditional or offline methods, it's susceptible to abuse. Obviously, hackers being wiser these days. So it's a question of how can we further improve these services and also how we can actually try to protect consumers and educate them of the availability of the services and the full benefits of it. We certainly do not know what challenges lies ahead, but that's the beauty of financial technology and the innovators around this space. We try to consistently answer these questions to address real world problems, right? And educating all stakeholders is and will always be one of the key challenges. The private sector is well underway, but for us to fully embrace the digital culture, the government itself needs to, not just the financial sector, obviously, but the rest of government to fully embrace digital services. So when more and more people try to invest in this space, even local governments try to do their part, they'll fully embrace digital finance easier. And that concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard Earl Melivo, Country Director of World Remit, talking with Business World reporter Ronti H. Laksamana about the role of digital financial services and financial inclusion. The biggest challenge in the Philippines, he says, is internet penetration. Improving internet quality and access will be a fundamental part of achieving financial inclusion, especially in a large country like ours with thousands of islands. This episode was recorded remotely on December 16, 2021. This is Samuel Marcelo. Thanks for listening.